Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. That's the season of joy music. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello, and I'm here today with my co-host, Carrie Tucker-Butler. And we are also here with an invited guest, Ken Lewicki. And Ken uh, is an EFT practitioner. He's a life coach. He's a Reiki master. He is going to talk to us about our spirit guides today. Just hearing his voice this morning, he when I was promoting him as a Zen master, he wasn't a Zen master, but he has worked with some of the great Zen masters and has been living in the state of the Zen. And just hearing his voice, I picked that up immediately. I was so excited to have him on the show today. Ken, welcome. We're so happy to have you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Hello, everybody. Hey. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so I... You know, I we uh, just to give the, our listeners a little background. When we have our guests, we kind of ask them to to send us a biography, so we get some background information. Or if they're an author, we read their books, and we like to you know really dive into to what we're bringing to the table here. And Ken sent us a biography that, you know, it, it's fascinating how people live their lives through uh, experientials and traumas and come out with this great spiritual awakening. And as I read through your bio, I really felt that at an early age of your life, you had these tendencies and because of your, you know, your, your empathic spirit that was shining through in some of your, your messages here and really just uh, started awakening to it as you started to live in through these spiritual practices. So we're going to start by just kind of bringing you into the fact that uh, you grew up in Winnipeg, Canada, and you called that a hardcore city. And you said you grew up very fast and was having sex at a very early age, and and I know it's okay to talk about that. But um, let's talk about the broken heart, because I think that's very poignant to start with how you had a depression at such a young age. That's a that's a really good question. Is I realized much much later. I grew up as an atheist, agnostic, and didn't believe in any religion or God or spirits or anything like that. And a lot of the stuff stemmed from past lives. At the time, I did not know that. And then what happened <laughs> was when I was very young, grade nine, I broke up with a girl that I was dating for five years, and I was madly in love with her. And I broke up with her for no reason. I was just like, I just want to try some something different. Like five years at that age is a lifetime. And I ended, when, after I ended up breaking up with her, I realized that I ended up breaking my own heart because I loved her so much, but the damage was done. It was too late. She had gone on her way and I had gone on mine, but I wanted her back, but it was just it wouldn't happen. And I was so upset with myself for hurting her and breaking her heart that I went into a deep, deep, deep depression, and it spiraled down, got worse and worse, and then throughout high school, I started using drugs and alcohol, and by the time I graduated from high school, I was a full-blown alcoholic. I didn't know it, but at the time, I was, and I was using drugs really hardcore. My grades had slipped, even though I was a straight-A student, and I just, it really, really hurt me to the deepest core that I hurt somebody else. Well, you know, I, I, I'm fascinated because the the thing that stands out to me the most is that this was in grade nine. And I don't think that as, 
you know, as adults looking back, we now know that these are such formative years for us. And so to mm-hmm. know that you went through that and then that took you to that next phase of addiction, you know, which I think your story is a lot of people's story because we are living so unconsciously at grade nine. You know, you're, you don't have that consequence um, mentality, like there's going to be a consequence for my action mentality. So I'm fascinated that, that this was the, sort of the beginning. And then, um, so then you got married. Yeah, um, I finally decided to give love another chance. When I graduated from college, I, was, uh, I took electronic engineering, computer engineering technology, and I met a lady at an electronics factory. And I'm like, well, because I, I made a vow never to never to date again, never to love again, because I never wanted to have that feeling of a broken heart. But I decided to give her a chance, and we ended up getting married. We had a child, and uh, things were looking up. It was super exciting because. I was finally looking up, but the only thing is, is I still had the addictions to the alcohol and the drugs that brought with me, even though we were we were married and had a kid, and raising a child, and I was listening to heavy metal music and drinking and drugging every day. It was just getting out of control. Wow. So, this is Carrie. Hi, Ken. Um, Hi, Carrie. I'm just a little speechless right now because as I read your bio, like just tears welled up in my eyes about all of the things that you've gone through. And it just, you know, we just never know our past, right? I mean, I guess as adults now, you look back and you see that all of these things happened and and if they wouldn't have happened, you wouldn't be where you are right now, right? I mean, I guess we we all have that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to know how this impacted you um, because I know that, that after, um, after a while she left, right? And um, that ended up having you be a single dad. So yes. how did that impact you as a single dad in what, like in, in, in your process? Um, the, so basically what had happened was there was that fateful day where, um, it was a Sunday and my wife had to go to work and she's like, no drinking. And I'd been drinking all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday I'm like, yeah, sure. I won't be drinking. And as soon as she left, I hit the bottle and I was looking after my daughter and I walked, I was, I, I was just, you know, I was like, Oh, I'll be a good dad. I'll take my daughter to the park. And I was so drunk. I couldn't even barely walk with the stroller. She was young then. And uh, ended up walking across traffic, and I guess someone called the cops, and the cops came and came to basically arrest me. And I remember that day that I ended up I ended up waking up the next day, like what had just happened. And two days later, she had left with my daughter, and I was so heartbroken over it. I got down on my knees and I just begged and begged for help. I was like, I I just need help, please, anybody, anything, just help me. And I cried and cried and cried. And from that point forward, I was completely 100% sober, no desire to drink or use drugs. And I had never, and that was back in 2004. And nobody can explain it. It was a total miraculous occurrence that happened. The fact that I didn't have any desire for drugs or alcohol at all. And then Mm -hmm. from that point forward, I realized that there was some divine intervention and a few years later, my, my wife ended up leaving us, leaving my daughter and I. So I was 
raised, raising my daughter since five years old. Now she's 16 years old as a full-time single father. And I just, you know, f- held a full-time career. I stayed sober throughout that whole time. As tough uh, as tough as it was, I was able to manage that and do that. Just I had to because I just knew it was important that I stay sober for my daughter. Yeah, you you had a healing, Ken. You experienced a healing. Like that is yeah. just a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> a miracle. Have... Like I'm, I'm gonna just like be you know crying through this whole thing. Um, oh, <laughs> okay, sorry. You know, I'm a crier. I feel like cried too. Um, it's, it's actually really beautiful. Mm. It really is. Oh my little! I'm impact. so grateful. <laughs> I know. So, so then you ha- so you had okay. So in 2009, you um, decided to like totally change your career, and you wanted to become a, a life skills coach, and you took a nine month intensive course on that, right? So tell us a little bit about that as well. I love that. <laughs> well, that was really exciting because all my all my so since basically high school or since I graduated from college, I was in the IT industry, information technology, work with computer systems, all this and that. And I'd fly all over the U.S. and Canada and everywhere, and I'd work with people to help install those automation systems. And the favorite, my favorite part of all that was working with the people. I just loved working with people. And I'm like, computers are kind of, you know, after, you know, 10 years of this, they kind of become the same old, same old. But working with the people was the part that I liked the most. And then I just remember that one day where I got laid off and I, I ended up going to um, an uh, employment works office where basically they teach workshops. And one of the ladies is like, hey, Ken, why don't you go ahead and try this life skills coaching program? So I did. I took a chance. It was a totally different career. And I made a completely different career change. And it was the best thing I ever did because from that point forward, I ended up working for the government, learning how to facilitate um, the course that I took actually trained me on how to become a, what, what you call a master facilitator. And that taught, mm-hmm. taught me how to work in front of groups, how to manage the energies in the group, how to make sure that the groups are. And, and I remember my, my teacher, she's like, has to be 80% or more experiential, hands-on workshops, because people learn best by doing. And that kick-started my whole entire career. She was a big Louise Hay fan. And at the time, I didn't believe much in Louise Hay, but I was like, I was like, there's got to be something to this. And now I'm, I'm a huge fan of hers, and and just like love her stuff, and and I use it in my workshops constantly. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful for that for that training that I got back in 2009. Wow, I just think that's amazing. You know what? Because like, I I mean, like if the kids today like had the opportunity to learn the skills that it would be, you know, to be a life coach, like imagine what their lives would be like today. Yeah, unfortunately that's a big gap that's missing in our, in our high schools. And these, these mm-hmm. Um, children mm-hmm. really need to learn this at, at a young age so that they can learn how to manage their relationships and their, you know, how to, how to work with people, how to have healthy boundaries, how to, you know, like basically manage their feelings and express their feelings in a good, healthy way. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more that because uh, and I, I think there is a big gap and it, it leaves it up to the people who are like us and the, the sort of the healers out here who want to heal the world to come up with something but I wanted to circle back just for a minute for our listeners and when you were talking about the miracle that took place that fateful day uh, for you where you knew that life was going to change I think that I know I've had that pitiful, pivotal moment and I think a lot of people do and the one word that kept coming to me when you guys were talking about it was that 
it even makes me emotional is surrender. And that's part of the, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous um, philosophy. And But what surrender does do is open you. And I really felt that when we surrender our situation to this higher power that you say it's got to be out there because life is so mysterious. And so I just wanted for our mm-hmm. listeners to know that surrendering is really sort of key to, to, to climbing out of trauma. So I just had to get that out because I was sitting there going, wow, like that is so cool. But so, and then during that time, when you were finding your higher power, you took your first spiritual training from a medium and were mm-hmm. perplexed. I think it said that you were, you were, you know, kind of like, wow, like they're able to communicate with souls on the other side. Like that's so interesting. So we're going to touch on that. And then, and, and I'm, because I'm all over the board uh, today, the, the fact that we that you were able to learn the life skills and the facilitator is such an important part of being a healer and a teacher today. So I really love that. Um, So now talking to the other side is a subject that fascinates me. And I've talked about this before (laughs) on this show because I've had communications from the other side. I know Carrie and I met at an angel certification workshop where we did exercises to communicate with the other side also. So we totally understand that. Yeah, and yeah. we both virtue, and we actually met there, and uh, our our relationship formed. And so I have always been a little bit afraid and intrigued at the same time of this of this possibility <laughs> that we can communicate. Like you said, you figured out that you that it was your dad that you had absolutely talked to your father. And, you know, I don't think there's a soul out here listening today to our show that can say that there's not someone that they want to talk to from the other side, mm-hmm. from their past. Like, I usually have to seek out, uh, you know, professional psychic help to do that. Yep. And and so I'm thinking that I want to talk to you about how that how that started for you and what that is and how our people can really dive into to learning about how to do that. Yeah, so uh, just to give a context before I begin is I actually teach people how to connect with their guides. That's kind of one of the, that's one of the things that I, I specialize in is teaching people how to connect with their guides so that when I'm not around, they can continue communicating with their guides. And the way it began was in, so that would be about seven years ago now, I was, I was, I took a, in 2012, I took a, Jack Canfield breakthrough breakthrough to success training and he kept emphasizing meditating 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 so in 2013 uh, 2000 yeah 13 I decided okay I'm going to meditate every day twice a day and I was always I'd get up like really early like four in the morning and I'd meditate and nothing was happening nothing was happening then all of a sudden I had a breakthrough three months later where I started to get go into this what's called the gap and this this really, really quiet space, and I continued meditating, and it wasn't until several, a couple years, like about a year or two later, where I would all of a sudden feel this presence enter the room, and I was like, oh, well, that's interesting, and then months and months and months later, I'd feel this presence move on to the other side of the room, and I'd go, oh, that's interesting, and then months and months and months later, I'd feel this presence behind me, and then months and months and months later, I realized there's my dad, who had passed away, and then months and months and months later, it it uh, we were finally I was finally able to have a full blown conversation with my dad like you and I are now. And then 
months and months and months later, I'd feel this other presence, and I ended up that ended up being my grandfather, and I could feel the differences between when my dad would enter the room and my my grandfather would enter the room, and it just started from that. And what I did is I self-taught myself through trial and error, through practice. And over and over and over, I just kept practicing, communicating with my dad, communicating, communicating, communicating. And then eventually, I was able to eventually communicate with Ascended Masters, and then eventually over many more more months, eventually Angels, and then now even Archangels I'm able to communicate with. Okay, so I think some people uh, listening might think, okay, wow, how does – and I – although I know it's possible and I'm not experienced to that level. Uh, so, but when you mentioned the gap, you said all of a sudden mm-hmm. you find yourself in a gap. And I think that, that if you've felt that before, like I have felt that space where you know it's a different space from the space I'm in right now talking to you. And yes. so it sounds to me like getting to the gap through meditation somehow will help open up these channels for you to communicate with the other side. But when you describe having a full-on conversation with your father, I am sitting here in such envious. <laughs> I want that. I mean, there's a couple conversations I need to have with some people. I, you know, I'm an advocate for those unsaid words, you know, and uh, so I just find this fascinating. I'd like to know um, how do, how do you start your practice of, of, communicating with the other side like what's that process for you at at this point now i do it pretty much anytime all the time and when i do kim and i my partner kim kim works we do large Mm -hmm. expos like large where we have thousands of people in a weekend come visit us and basically what i'll do is i'll sit down with somebody we'll do i'll do a one-on-one session while kim does her healing sessions And what I'll do is I'll sit down with this person one-on-one, and this person, many of these people that I work with have never, they don't know anything about spirituality, nothing at all, and that's great. I just, okay, have a seat. I say sit down. I uh, I just tell them a little bit about what what guides are, what uh, soul families are, which we could get into a little bit later. And then I, I basically, I say, okay, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and it's busy. It's noisy at these expos. Like, there's people talking, and there's vendors around us that are talking and doing their thing. There's, there's gongs going off, and all sorts of noises going on, and it doesn't <laughs> matter. I just say, take a deep breath. They take a deep breath, and I go, okay, now invite your guide to come closer. They, they invite their guide to come closer, and I say, okay, now trust the answers that you're getting. Where do you, where do you feel your guide right now around you? And they, they give an answer, oh, the, I, feel my, I feel this presence beside me, I, feel, I say, okay, good. Now, what's the energy? What's the feeling of that? Like, what kind of physical sensations are you feeling? Then I get them to describe, describe it, and I write that down. I make sure I write it all down for them so that they can do their part, which is focus. And they'll say, oh, it feels uh, prickly, or it feels like there's a hand on my shoulder. And I go, okay, good. And then I go, okay, now what kind of feelings are you getting from, this, from your guide? Oh, they're feeling like supportive and uplifting and helpful. And like, okay, now what messages are they trying to give you? And then they start telling the messages that the guide is trying to give them. This is somebody who's never, ever, ever communicated with their guide before, ever. Yeah. And they're doing it right then and there, right on the spot. And what took me five years to do, I teach people to do it in half an hour sessions. 
just so like that. I have, and and now okay. what I do is I do two hour session, two hour intensive trainings. With wow. Um, okay, so I have a question. So do you feel like, like, do you feel like your guides and the people around you assist the people that you're working with, like, to help them get in touch with their guides, or is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they getting help from the other side to connect because you are so connected? Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Nope. Actually, that's no? a really good question. So what I do is I go directly <laughs> to their guides. <laughs> that's an excellent question. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, oh, I love when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I go directly to their guides, <laughs> and I communicate with their guides. And so I I don't do I'm kind of like an intermediary, but I don't I don't I don't connect for them. And these people that basically when they leave the expo, they go home. I tell them I say keep practicing because that's all there. That's all I did. Just keep practicing, connecting with your guys. And they do. They come back months later or the next year when we come back to these expos, they'll come back and they'll be like, holy smokes, I'm talking to my you know auntie or my great my grandfather or whoever it is or somebody from a past life and. And they, they do it on them on their own, which is great because I want them to do that. I, everything mm-hmm. everything I do is about empowering them to do it so that, that when I'm not around, they can continue doing it. Um, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. So I have another one. So you might not be as good, but so spirit guides <laughs> versus like guardian angels. So, I mean, because I, I – Thank you. Um, I, I love that know question. that when, thank you. So when I, like, I know that when I, like, when I was a little girl, like I, yeah. what well, maybe, okay. So I feel like I have, I, well, I don't even know what to call them. Like I have one, I call her my guardian angel because she's always like, she looks like an angel. She's white and she's got long flowy red hair and white wings. I mean, she is like the typical angel and then I have this other little like um uh uh like Indian man like a like a Native American Indian man who just like he's really old and he like just watches me all the time like he hardly ever speaks Mm -hmm. and then like Mm -hmm. I just recently look within the last couple of years this guy floated in all dressed in black like really cool like suave kind of dude um, and so, but I, you know, and okay, so they, I have those. And then like, I know that like my grandma pops in like all the time, like I'll feel her energy and I'll, and I called her Mimi and I would say like, hi Mimi. And my dad would pop in every now and again. And even Wayne Dyer, cause I have a amazing connection with him. So what is like, what is the difference? The spirit guides, um, or, you know, a guardian Angels, like, how do we as, you know, how do we decide or discern? What is the word? I don't even know. Like, how do we know so the how you distinguish? I'll just um, clarify for you. Is there's very, very, very few people that I've met who actually ha- have the ability to channel angels. Angels are such a high frequency, high vibration, that to, to close that gap is very, very difficult. A lot of to bridge that gap between the human, like the being someone who's incarnated like us and where they reside is an extremely large gap. And very few people that I've met can actually channel 
and communicate with angels. That doesn't mean that angels don't intervene from time to time. Not too often, but once in a while they do. The um, the lady you were talking about, the first one with the um, the was it red hair and that is one of your what's called primary guides. Your primary guide is the one that works with you most of the time. The uh, Indian guy that you mentioned and the guy in black, they're one of your secondary guides. The secondary guides they reside on the peripheral and they pop in from time to time to help you, to support you, to guide you. But it's your primary guide that you work with most of the time. The other two that you mentioned, your like Wayne Dyer and the other one, they they're not part of your they're not your guides. That doesn't mean they can't pop in from time to time, but they're not part of your soul family and they're not part of your guides. Does that help mm. clarify some of that? Yeah. So so even my grandma and my dad, like they're they just pop in from time to time, but they're not part of my soul family. Is that right? That's that's correct. Yes. So wow. your soul family resides in the astral realm which is the, the realm that is just above ours. And it's the easiest. The reason I teach people to connect with their guides, because they're souls just like you and I, except they're not incarnated. And they reside in the astral realm, which is one, one realm above ours, which is the easiest realm for us to access, because it's very close to our realm, our reality. Oh. And so by, by teaching people to connect with their guides, then as they practice uh, over years, then they might be able to eventually connect with ascended masters and then eventually with angels and maybe even perhaps archangels but the beginning stages i always tell people always start let's just start connecting with your guides your soul guides because they're souls just like you and i and and a lot of people want to skip those stages and they're like no i just want to go straight to the angels and archangels it's like just be patient you'll eventually get there let's just start with the the souls because they're the easiest to access so I remember, I mean, I, I want to, I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people because like, I remember when I first had the vision or the sense of this, you know, my primary guide and I thought I was going nuts. Like really, like mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh yeah. Like whatever. I'm making all this up or, you know, <laughs> it's just my mind or whatever. Right. And, but she's always there. I mean, like I, you know, 12, 15, 57, anytime I like, do that so speak a little bit to like when we like just go yeah we're tripping like no this is not like I'm making this stuff up you know what I mean like how do you do that <laughs> well there might this might actually help is there's there's been several times where I've had children come to me at the expos with their parents and this one boy for example he was really really scared in his room because there was always this the soul that was there and he didn't know what it was. He was freaking. He didn't want to be in there. He was. So what I did is I had him sit down and I had him connect with that soul who ended up being one of his guides. It was this other little girl. And he realized that it was safe. It was fine. He was totally okay. He left. He was so happy. He was uh, his mom who's, who's into spiritual stuff. Thank God, because she was able to bring him to me and that's all he needed. He just needed reassurance that he wasn't crazy, that he just didn't understand or know what it was that he was seeing. And can you imagine how many kids, they see these things and, and they think they're going crazy. And if their parents aren't into this stuff, they, they might, you know, be bringing them to doctors who put them on, on medication when there's nothing uh, wrong with them. Like, this is a gift we need to help yeah. them develop and, and embrace. I and this agree. is exciting for them. And the thing I tell people, I say, I say, just trust what you're getting. Trust the information. And eventually over time, you'll be able to, to tell the difference between what's your thoughts 
and what you're hearing from your guides, what you're, what you're seeing, like your own things, what you're imagining, and what you're seeing, which is your, your spirit guides. So whether you're clairvoyant or clairaudient or however you get the messages, clairsentient, which I'm all of those, then just start to trust those and, and embrace it and welcome it and try to sit there in silence and connect with your guides on a regular basis because because they've been assigned they've been they've chosen to help us and it's really hard to be a guide it's extremely hard and it's not a, it's a very thankless job that they have like a lot of times they're trying to they're like come on Ken come on like take this path do this you know come on, come on. <laughs> and I'm just ignoring them and I'm like get lost and I'm, you know like like not now but I used to when I was a younger when I was younger and I didn't know what it was or what I was feeling. It's a very thankless job that they have, and it's hard for them. It's really hard. So if you could acknowledge them and get used to knowing who they are and, and fellowship with them, develop that relationship, it'll help you. It'll help them. It's so beneficial all around. I am so fascinated by this conversation, Ken Lewicki. Thank you so much. I, uh, I mean, there's, I, there's like seven different things on my paper right now, so I'm going to just try to because they all sort of connect. The, one of the things that, uh, you know, you said it was really hard to connect with angels, and having gone through this sort of the angel certification, I was like, okay, so how am I getting these angel interpretation messages? But cards, and the, and and if it's possible, uh, that the angels communicating through the cards because there's a lot of us who use the cards to get angel messages to our people and I've done angel parties and events and you know I don't know if you guys do cards at your events but so the angels moving messages through the cards and us being able to sort of interpret that message there's times when I am interpreting that message that I can look at somebody and say I can tell you honestly that this is not coming out of my brain it is coming out of my mouth it's a blah you know moment and you kind of mm-hmm. say what you want to say. And so that's the angels and how I communicate and how I'm able to get it and feel somewhat like a channeler. And then there's the whole guide thing where, like Carrie, I saw my guide uh, one day, and I've t- talked about this on the Best Life Cafe before, where I just saw the pinhole of light, and maybe you can help me relate to this, in that blank area that I had gotten myself to in meditation and out in the distance of this blank there was a white light and all of a sudden a male figure with sort of Jesus length hair and an open plaid country boy shirt and jeans appeared and I was frightened and I said what's your name and I got George. George was very masculine and I grew up with brothers, and I've had a sort of a masculine dominant personality my whole life, and there's this part of me that's like, where's my feminine energy girl? Like, where's that girl that helped me? And then you're so, so then that took me to your, the soul family you were talking about, how, how rough of a job it is for them. And I'm thinking, she's out there, and she can't get through. So all those things, like, came up for me in that conversation. The masculine versus the feminine, the, you know, why a masculine guide and not a feminine guide? Do we pick these before we come and, and how that all works. Okay, um, uh, a couple things is that I try to when I when I help people connect with their guides, is I try to let them I try to help them to whatever comes happens whatever whatever unfolds 
is divinely meant to happen and not to go in with Mm -hmm. any expectations. So some people who think, oh, I need to have a feminine guide or some people are like, I need to have a masculine guide and it is, it is what it is. So usually we have several guides. We have several secondary guides and then one primary guide. And each one of them is to help us with usually a different area of our life. So it could be careers or family. Mm. Some of them might just be here to support us. Um, Some might be here to help us with our spiritual development. Uh, Some might be here to help us with our healing. There's lots of reasons why they might be basically a choose to be a guide for us. Um, And all I can say to that is just embrace whoever you have. If you, if you're connecting, it doesn't matter whether they're male or female, they're, they've chosen to be your guide embrace that, welcome it, and be grateful that, that they've chosen to do that because, like I said, it's very tough for them. <laughs> um, a couple of things about that, though, is they will nudge you, they will guide you, they will give you options. For example, if there's five opportunities that are presented to you, you can talk to them and ask them, which, are the, which ones of those five would be the best for me to go for? And they might be like, well, mm. one and two, definitely not. Um, two and three sort of, but number five, that's, you know, or number four, that would be, that would be the optimal. That would be the best one to go for. So they, they won't tell you what to do. And of course you, you have free will. You can choose to ignore them. You could choose to just say, yeah, and get lost. You, and what I, what I try to encourage people to do is I say, okay, so now after you've like, we've connected with their guys and they know what they feel like, they know their presence. I say, now when you feel that, stop what you're doing, try to go somewhere where it's quiet and just ask them, what is it? And sometimes they, they just want to be there and let you know that they have your back, that they're there to support you. But other times, they're there to give you a message. So ask them, what's that message? What's, what are you trying to mm. tell me? And, and mm-hmm. the reason is you want to follow your guides is because they have the bigger picture. They can see from a bigger perspective. They can see the players and who's moving into place, the pieces, what's happening. They can see the bigger picture, and they can see – if it's in alignment with your path, your soul path, which we could have many different, you know, paths and reasons that we incarnated. And they can also see that, you know, what would be the most valuable to you and the best to you? I suggest you follow them because I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life where I've chosen to ignore them and things have not turned out good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I try to follow my, guide, my guidance as much as possible because it's to my benefit. It really is. I I absolutely love this. I I, I want to intervene here because we actually have a caller. Oh, they hung up. I had a caller on the line. I was going to tell them I would take their call if you were interested in having a question, but they hung up. So, unless they call back. Call back, caller. Call back. back. Uh, We didn't talk about that in the beginning of the show, but sometimes we do get callers. Uh, and so, so back to our, our soul family and, and sort of all of that, uh, where, so here you have our, your soul family and you have the guide and you kind of are connecting with your guide. And then like Carrie said, she feels Mimi's presence. And, you know, my grandmother has been leaving dimes for us for, since she passed a year and a half ago and not really, but usually when I see a dime, I'm like, okay, there's some message here. Um, <laughs> so when, and that's, that's a whole longer story. But, but when um, – do our spirit guides give us signs like that? Like is there like – like I know my grandmother's giving the dimes. We, we have concrete evidence. But do mm-hmm. spirit guides, when they're nudging you to take option B, is there a way that they communicate physically with us through, you know, through a sign? Like, like I know that sometimes happens to people, feathers, ladybugs, all that stuff. 
I, I could go on and on and on and list the, the many examples. Uh, obviously, they <laughs> use a lot of our clairsentience. Uh, they'll use like the, the strongest clair that you have. So if you're a very clairaudient, they'll try to come through those first. Clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant, claircognizant, and on and on and on. And then they also use things like physical things like dimes or ladybugs or whatever. But a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll get those messages through, um, through other people. And they'll, they, they will be getting the information to you through other people. And you won't even, you'll be like, th- that person won't even know it. They'll have no clue. You, you just meet some random person at a store or a party or something like that. And they give you a message and you're like, huh, and that was from your grandma. <laughs> I literally just got goosebumps from head to toe when you said that because I know that every single person has a gift for us. Like that's one of my my big things when, when one of the big things I learned in life, even when it's, you know, traumatic, even when it's your wife who's leaving you, like every single person has this gift for our lives. It's fascinating to me that you said that. So, wow, well, we're just all over. So I want to talk about Kim. Okay. A little that, bit. Kim, that Warwick, was your, your that, was your grandma, that was your grandma, by the way, in case when, you're wondering, when? that was your grandma who was t- giving you goosebumps. <laughs> so anyway, oh. yeah, under, under, Noni, hi, now you're, <clears throat> Now you're going to make me cry because uh, we just <laughs> we just literally have I have been fighting in her defense for a year and a half uh, after she passed, uh, okay. and it, I literally got an email this morning that it was completely done and in front of the judge to be signed and over. And I, so I appreciate oh. that she's uh, yeah here to say uh, she's so thank happy you, for Kathy. you right now. She's gonna <laughs> cry. Oh my god! <laughs> just send six numbers. We're good. No. <laughs> That's what I always tell her. Just send me the six numbers, lottery numbers. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, it's so cute. I, uh, I, I tell people to... too that if if they want to have a session with me, I'm I make myself available. You can look me up on any social media. Ken Lewicki, just put in Ken and then last name L E W I C K I, and that's Ken Lewicki. And just look at look me up on any social media, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter any uh, LinkedIn, doesn't matter, and just send me a message and we could set up a Skype session. doesn't matter where you are because I can connect with, help, help you connect with your guides no matter where you are. Really, really easy. And then wow. you want to go into my partner, Kim Wirch. So my partner, Kim but Wirch, she has a website called Kim just, Yes. I just wanted don't. to say um, on the uh, Skype sessions, um, I lost my thought now. Sorry. Go ahead. I lost it. But I, I was really excited to have you, you talk about what you do and how to get a hold of you. And so let's go ahead and move right into the, the Kim Wurich because Kim is your partner, and we've had Kim on the show. You can go back into the archives. We're on iTunes and listen to Kim's show. And you guys have a business called Employed by Angels. Yeah. What a fitting name, right? So, <laughs> yep. Go right ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, – K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H.com, KimWirch.com, and you can go onto her website, and you can see all the events that we hold on her events tab, and we do lots of stuff. We do, um, Kim is probably one of the most powerful healers I've ever come across. I've been doing this for over 10 years, and there's nobody that I've met who's as powerful as her, and so we've teamed mm. up. Uh, we, are, we are partners and lovers, but we've also teamed up to do 
anything and everything we can which is spiritual. So we develop curriculum. Uh, we work together to, we do what's called infinity healings. We heal whole groups at a time now where I channel the information and she does the healing. I channel the information, she does the healing. I channel the information, she does the healing. Uh, we do Reiki classes, Reiki training certification. We do um, Akashic Records certification and on and on and on. Wow. So, sorry. <laughs> So when we, if we set up a session with you, will we be working with both of you, you and Kim? Oh, that's a great question. So if you wanted like a healing session, um, I've developed the ability to, if, if, you, if you want to do a healing session, it would, it would be both Kim and I. And what I've done is I've developed the ability where I can basically scan your body and I could tell, determine the, the root cause of whatever it is, whatever issue needs to be cleared. At, um, so it could be a spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, or energetic being. And it doesn't matter which aspect of you, I can, I can hone in and figure out the root cause of exactly what's going on so that we could go ahead and clear that. And then Kim will do the healing part. And then I just continue channeling and I get information from the, the angels, the archangels. I go directly to your being and I could scan, scan each aspect of your being to figure out exactly what the root cause is. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Like the sessions that we do. I want that results. session. Oh, my God. Right? Me yeah. Too. How much, how, not, not, um, um, was it, how long do those take, Ken? Like just for our listeners, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we, do, we don't do as many one-on-one sessions because we were getting such good results that we were just booked solid. So we're, now we do more group healings. But we do do the odd one-on-one sessions, and we have clients all over the world. Again, we can use Skype or any other, like, Facebook Messenger or anything like that. And mm-hmm. basically, that's $100 for one hour. And, it, and, and, of course, if it goes over, it goes over. We don't say, oh, the hour is up. That is if we so do more, reasonable. We will keep going. Yes. $100 and for and both you and purpose. Kim? For both of us, yes. Okay. I – Okay. Wow. Yeah, we're, yeah. You'll, you'll be hearing from us, yeah. even if you have to set it out a month or so. We'll, I'm like, I still want my clearing. Like, I want the clearing. Carrie, you know. We yeah. know. You and I. We need to clear. I know, yeah. <laughs> we totally need to clear. What's really close and, and, is um, Kim's, if I could just mention this real quick, because, because I channel, yeah. I'm able to communicate with the archangels and angels, and they've been doing a lot of attunements and a lot of, a lot of uh, activations on Kim. And her spiritual abilities, her healing abilities have skyrocketed. And what, what t- used to take us six months to do, we can now do in one hour because her abilities have increased so much. And because my ability in working with the angels and archangels, my ability to hone in on the root cause of it. And that's why we get clients coming back to us and telling everybody about us that we get so mm-hmm. booked. And now we have to do group healings because now we could do 30, 40, 50 people at a time instead of just one at a time. Wow. But we do do the odd one-on-ones now. (laughs) Come to California. Don't stay in Alberta. Come to California. Set us up with some events. We'll come on out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, figure that out. Yeah, look, we'll we'll talk about that because, I mean, we're just getting started ourselves. Another thing to throw out there for the listeners is Kim has a book. It's called Waking Up an Empath. It's a phenomenal book. It's available on Amazon or any of the, any of the major um, online stores. You can get it through Barnes & Noble. You just go to the kiosk, type in Waking Up an Empath. 
She has a new book. It's called Awakened Empath. It's coming out. It's in the production stage right now. This book is going huge. And we do presentations, we do speeches, we do workshops, we do training. So if there's anybody out there who wants to invite us, uh, send us a message. We'll see if we can figure out the logistics. We just came back from Buffalo. We did expos and trainings and development workshops Mm. and on and on and on. It was phenomenal. And so, are you you know, you guys are, uh, I, I... First of all, Kim, uh, I'm, I, was, I just emailed her this morning because I was fascinated that she wrote a second book in the time that she did. And I, am, I know that when you're channeled to write, because I sometimes read my own book and I say, who wrote that book? Like, I don't even know. It just flowed <laughs> out of me, right? And I know yeah. and when I knew, and she was kind of putting a little bit on Facebook that she had, was writing, and then within a week or two, she was done and it was in production, I knew that that book wrote through her and that the message that was going to come out in this book was coming from this higher energy. I, because you, it's like Wayne Dyer wrote, uh, I can see clearly like now in 72 days, like sat down and hand wrote that book and didn't stop, put his whole life off. That book had to come yeah. out. And, you know, so I, I just got goosebumps. Thank you, Wayne. Um, and so I really, really got that, that, that she – she wrote her first book and, and it came out and, and all of a sudden they were like, yeah, but we need to give them more. So I really wanted to acknowledge that because as a writer, I was fascinated by the fact that she did that. And I told her this morning, a little envious because I know that when you're writing like that, you're writing with such purpose. So I'm really excited to get her back on the show when that starts to come. And I think your $100 deal is so reasonable. It's it's amazing. I think Mm -hmm. you're going to end up getting a lot of calls for that. Uh, And and not, you know, I know that we talked a little bit about Akashic Records. For me, the Akashic Records has always sort of been out there on a realm that I could not possibly intelligently understand. And I've heard about it when I've done a little bit of study with uh, Sylvia Brown, who, you know, is on the other side now. But she's the one I Mm -hmm. first was introduced to the Akashic Records with. So if you could just give us a little bit of what that actually is. That's a great question. The Akashic Records is basically like your book of life. It's imagine like a big book. And in that book, it has everything you've ever experienced. Any, anything good, anything bad, any emotions, any feelings, any experiences, circumstances, doesn't matter. Anything and everything that you've ever experienced is in that book. And it's not just from this lifetime. It's from all lifetimes. <clears throat> That's what so there could be things in there that aren't necessarily... Like, for example, there was, a, there was a past life where I was a nun. And in that past life, I made a vow of celibacy and I made, made a vow of poverty. Well, <clears throat> obviously, in this lifetime, that doesn't work for me. Um, I don't want to, you know, be somebody who never has sex and I don't want to be somebody who's poor all my life. But that was a contract that was written in my Akashic Records from a previous lifetime. And that was affecting me detrimentally in this lifetime. And so I had that cleared, and ever since then, I've had a healthier relationship with sex, which I didn't as a child and growing up all my life. And then also now I'm able to manifest money. I'm able to create money for the first time in my life since that was cleared. So there's a lot of things in the cash records in your book of life that are good, that are healthy, but there's some things in there that might not be serving you anymore. And that's where the power of knowing and learning about the Akashic Records and going to a professional, like a 
Akashic Records practitioner who can go in there and clear some of that stuff for you. It becomes very beneficial. And that's where Kim comes in. Kim does, she works with what's called the Lord of the Akashic Records. So yes, there's one Akashic Records um, and he's actually an angel. And he, I said, what's your name? And it's like, Lord of the Akashic Records. <laughs> that's actually his name. <clears throat> and he's the wow. one that that'll go in there and that'll help to clear it and help to rewrite it. And this is all described in Kim's second book. We go into so much detail about how to do the healing and, and it's just phenomenal. Mm. I'm excited to read it. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Fun. Wow. So Ken, it's almost time for us to wrap up. So we would love for you to just give a shout out again about where everybody can find you. And then we always close our show with a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. So we're going to do that. And then um, just send, send love to our audience. For sure. Oh, are you going to pull? I have a card. I'm going to pull a card. Okay. You, yeah, go, pull, you a card. pull a card, babe. Well, first let's, let's, let's Ken give us one more shout out to all the places to find you and Kim. All right, so you can find me if you want to book a private session with me to do to help you connect with your guides. You can do that. Just go to any major social media. I'm on all of them. Ken, K-E-N, and then Lewicki, L-E-W-I-C-K-I. And if you want to know more about Kim, Kim's book, Waking Up an Empath, just go to KimWirch.com. That's K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H.com. And you can also yeah. find out about events and all sorts of really... Oh, she has the coolest spiritual blogs there. They're all free to read. I do recommend trying oh. to read her book first, though, Waking Up an Empath. But the spiritual blogs, some are, some are beginner, but a lot of them are very advanced. And if you're yeah. into spiritual stuff, you'll love her blogs. They are great. Yay. Okay, oh the card I picked today is called Education. <laughs> Oh. This is, uh, I take this from the Universal Cards by Juliet Jaffrey Hubs and Nora Monaco. They're one of the first decks I ever got way back when. And uh, for education today, it's just saying this can indicate a graduation from your present situation. Take a step up. Um, there is, share your knowledge with others. We are all teachers and students. What can you learn from the situation? Earth is a big classroom where we come to learn certain lessons. What skills or ideas can you develop and share? We learn something new each day. Think about what recent situations, relationships, and experiences have taught you. And it also Mm -hmm. says here that the time is now to put into action that which you know to be truth from deep within your soul. I'll take it. (laughs) Wow. I think that's so perfect, especially what we've talked about today, you know, learning from our guides and stuff. Wow. Go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was saying so fitting. And this one of the things that Kim and I really pride ourselves in is we want to empower people. So we teach them everything we can so that they can go out there and, and they can master the skills and their abilities. We've had clients where we're like, you're done. You don't need us anymore. You're, you're healed. Like you, you, if you want to come back in six months or a year from now, just like a tune-up, you're good. And two things that we, we really specialize in is we do healing and clearing and spiritual development. Healing and clearing and mm. spiritual development. Because when you do both together, look out. You're going to be a powerhouse. 
And that's exciting. Yeah. Like, so you not only are you doing the healing and clearing, but you're doing the education, you're doing the training, you're doing the certification, you're, you're learning this stuff, you're, you're developing your spiritual abilities, and that's where it gets really exciting. And the thing is, we want to make these spiritual abilities really practical, really practical, tangible, useful in your everyday kind of life. I love that. Well, along the lines of spirit and soul guides, I think that the best Wayne Dyer quote that I can give today is, if you knew who walked beside you at all times on this path that you have chosen, you could never experience fear or doubt again. Wow. Okay, now I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I just like so, I just can, I just have to say like, I have such a lump in my throat. Like, I just feel like I could weep right now. Like, honestly, I just feel like I could just, I don't know what that is. I'm just sharing with you that this is this call, this show has touched me in a way that I have never experienced before. So I just mm. personally want to say I'm sending you so well, I'm sending you so much gratitude for being willing oh. to talk to us today and mm. share with our listeners and just I I I just really want to say thank you for for being being in this world and sharing the work that you do because I have a funny feeling that me knowing you is going to completely change my life. Mm. Sorry, you guys. I don't know why this is Okay, so here's what I so love about – here's what I just so love about this show. We really are very spontaneous uh, with our radio show, and we like to just sort of let it flow. We have our guidelines, but something like this comes up. And can – my feeling when she was talking was, A, that this was some type of a message for you, like, to understand how great your work is and impactful. But from mm-hmm. your perspective, her having this emotional response to your work, what would that mean to you if you were working with her, her one-on-one right now? Well, when I, when I tune into her right now, her God, often what will happen I, is, and this happens to me, is my heart will... I will feel their presence so strongly and their their love so strongly for me that I will just start welling up and, and crying. And it's a beautiful thing. I embrace it. I welcome it. And I, I my heart is just overwhelmed with, with gratitude and love right now. I'm, I'm tearing up as oh. well. I got goosebumps galore. Um, it's very magical what's happening and occurring right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. I I think... I just need to say thank you. And I'm going to reach out to you clearly. And yeah. I love you, Cass. So You're am I. Amazing. So am I. Oh, my little Carrie, I love this. Like, you know, all of our listeners, you know, the truth is emotions are the key to happiness. Like working through and allowing Mm -hmm. your emotions to come up and being vulnerable in those moments of exposure really is the key to opening yourself up and being who you are. And so, Carrie, I embrace your tears. Ken, I am so grateful that you came on the show. And I also will be reaching out to you for that healing because I know that there are spots in me that are blocked. I mean, I physically know it. And so to hear you explain it yeah. that way, I've never really really understood the work to be that. that. So I'm really grateful for that. So, you guys, what's, if there's any burning desires. <laughs> what's really... Um... Like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, is I need to have enough humility 
even as a practitioner and a healer and a channeler myself, I need to have enough humility to reach out for help. I do need healing. I do have healing that I need to do, and I have to be humble enough to know that there are some things I can heal on my own, and there's some things I need to reach out for help for, and that's okay. I can reach out for help, yeah. and Kim and I both, we go to other practitioners on a regular basis sure. because we want to be the healthiest healers we can be for sure, absolutely. Okay, and I just want to give a shout-out to John Masalunas who connected me with Kim, and which got us yeah. to you, and he's, you know... Thank He's you, one of my favorite people. Yeah, thank you, John. We love hey, you. Hey, John. And so you guys, <laughs> John's been on the show, and, and I, I adore his work and his personality, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out uh, today on the show. So, you guys, I'm going to leave you now with thank you so much. Everybody, seek out Ken and Kim for your spiritual healings and connecting with your guys. I think it's a fabulous idea and will bring a lot of light to the world. <laughs> Aloha, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your day. All right. Love Thanks, all. everybody. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.